Welcome to Now Try This, the podcast where I'm clear as day and Nick is blurry as fuck. Why am I so blurry? I have no idea what's happening, but this is the show where two best friends get together every week to try something new. I'm Marcus and the blurry boy oh, I'm behind glasses is Nick. Oh, I'm now he's clear. Wow. Okay. I was wondering weird, if I needed glasses weird. or something. Guys, my name is Nick and we are Now Try This, the podcast where two best friends try each other. What does that mean? That means every week. Oh, Marcus, can't hear you, Mark. Oh, good. Let me do the whole intro instead of Marcus. Let me take over this podcast. You guys can't hear Marcus because I have taken over. <laughs> While he's figuring that out, let me explain to you what the show is. We challenge each other every week to try things. What does that mean? That means that we take our favorite thing. The thing that we are gut-wrenchingly passionate about and make our best friend watch that thing. Like I've made him watch Gilmore Girls and The Notebook. And he's made me watch a lot of shitty, shitty horror movies that I can't... Oh, damn. You're back. Okay. I think I'm back. (laughs) Sorry about that. I made you watch a lot of good horror movies and Spooky Boys Month is around the corner, baby. So be prepared. Oh, my God, it is. Oh, I'm not prepared at all. I have no Spooky Boy things. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Oh, God. I almost I want you to know that I went to my I went to my Google and I almost typed in Spooky Boys Month for ideas, but we're not famous. So that wouldn't have brought (laughs) anything up. So but guys, this episode, this episode is different. This episode. It's powered by you because it's powered by Patreon. And if you, we would love it if you joined our community at patreon.com slash now try this cast. So you can help influence our tries like this month. You guys voted and we are doing a league of their own. Not that old cockamamie movie from 1992. No, the new TV series on Amazon prime. And is it too late to change the title of the no, episode? It's no, not. Marcus can do that right now. Oh yeah. Because we are not doing RRR. We are doing. Uh, are you sure we're not doing RRR? I would love just to continue change to your talk name. about the, that movie. Listen, we can talk about RRR all over again. Guys, check out our last episode of RRR. But this week is your challenge. Patreon challenge league of their own given to us by oh gosh what's her twitter handle what's the i knew this i forgot <laughs> Cre- no uh, uh, uh dash dash nine four four two dash nine four four two is the person that has is that right did i do that right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay great crushed it they are the winner of this month and their challenge has come through we have watched the entire first season a league of their own we thought let's watch an episode and then we thought no you guys deserve more. So we decided to. And then we said, no, you guys deserve more. So we watched the whole season. That's exactly it's not because, how that happened. <laughs> it's not because Dash942 is Marcus's girlfriend and they had already watched the whole first season. So she guilted me into watching the whole first season as well. That's, no, not, that's what not what happened. This was for you guys, the fans. That's, that's not what happened at all. Okay. We watched the whole thing. Marcus, before we get into it, tell me your favorite moment from last week of RRR. And tell me what you've been up to. My favorite moment of the episode of RR or favorite moment from RR the movie? Whatever. Pick your poison. My favorite moment of RR the movie is when... Oh, I just got an ad. Hell yeah. Is when someone... when the It has to be... Honestly, there's so many good moments. I love too many and it's honestly overwhelming. But the dancing scene is probably one of my favorites. I watched that the other day. I watched that the other day by myself because I was like, I want to watch that dancing scene again. (laughs) 
<laughs> and guys, if you don't know what Just we're talking fun. about, go check out our RRR episode. Was there a dancing scene in the movie or were we dancing? You'll never know. You'll never know until you listen to the episode. Marcus, I love the friendship. I love the friendship. Am I talking about ours or the movie? Again, you don't know. Wow. The friendship was my favorite part. Marcus, wow. before I ask you what you've been trying new, let me tell you what I'm trying new tomorrow. Guess what I'm doing? What are you doing? Going to Jersey to film a little commercial. Wow. What part of Jersey? <laughs> so our fans can go kill you. Oh, okay. Going to the Bay Street stop? I don't know where Bay? that is. That sounds far. I don't know. It's not that far. Little movie uh, but... star over here shooting commercials. Little, little yeah. movie star. Guess what it's for? Guess what? You get three chances of any obscure okay. thing you see on Instagram or Facebook to okay. guess what this is. Okay, okay, it's for a leave. Ooh, no! I wish I got that leave money. They got some good ass <laughs> money at a leave. You kidding me? Oh no! I have a headache. Go! Oh! Wow. Sorry, I like hire that. me to leave. That's good. Hire me. That's good. Yeah, I hire try. you on the spot. Okay, second shot. I think you're doing a commercial for adult diapers. I made a poopy in my <laughs> pampers. No, it was not that. But I, again, would do that in a heartbeat. I I, I want that. I just got a stream deck. That's something new I'm trying. And I want that as like a sound button, like a, a radio <laughs> DJ. If you just well, say, I did poopy in my diaper. <laughs> <laughs> well you have the audio you have the yeah, technology that's true oh my you god do. now that you have a stream deck are you gonna like mess with me with a little like that's, i i i think that that is not something that resonates with current culture it is definitely something that is sort of like boomer radio era of content creating Guys, so if you want us to do a boomer radio episode i am all about it i, I, would I watch a street street and they do a lot of the sound deck kind of stuff and it is like they're way more popular than we are sure but not because of that they just get to do that because they're so popular well uh if you guys want us to do something like review like rudy and be like old newscaster radio mm -hmm. host we will do that marcus last try it is for, okay, a service. I, th I feel like I already told you. I feel like I, you already know what this is. It is for a service. Okay. You are going to be a, it's like, um. you ever watch those ads for Uncle Magic? No, what's that? Oh, man. You just got to watch. Um, okay. But it's an uncle who does magic? Yeah. He's like, I'm the one all the celebrities call for their kids' birthday parties. Uh, it's that, but they want you to be the new Uncle Magic. Oh, I wish, I guess it's it's my biggest regret in life that at an early age I did not practice magic. Because if I was a magician right now, I would love everybody. I think more. I would like you less if you were a magician. Would you, or would mm -hmm. you appreciate that Ace of Spades in your hat? <laughs> I didn't say now. It'll be there later. Check later. I'm an anticipatory magician. Darren, okay. No, it, Darren is setting you up for failure. I know for a fact that she hates magicians and all things magic. We went to a haunted house and she walked right up to the magician's stage, right in front of them, was like, This is embarrassing for you. And left. No, she did not. She did. She Wait, 100 really? percent did. And really? The, yeah. So she hates magicians. In my so right head, now, she's like, I don't think it's too late for you. <laughs> I hate when you I, tell it like that. It's the truth. It's the truth. Marcus, I 
I love Darren. She's one of my favorite people, and I'm so happy that you have found her. And in my head, I have not done enough with Darren to ever experience like bad moments with Darren. Mm-hmm. So this is hilarious to me. Imagining Darren being an asshole. <laughs> she wasn't. She wasn't. I am exaggerating. Nah, she wasn't. But it was. She funny. was an asshole. <laughs> I'm sure she was an asshole. She might not be an asshole to us, but to that magician, two that magicians. Day, I think there's a part of her that could be an asshole. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> Uh, Marcus says it is for a frying pan company. I will tell all about it next week on the podcast. She said to me, but we were right next to the stage. He heard you. (laughs) This is an embarrassment. (laughs) He never heard me. He never heard what I said. Marcus, really quickly, tell us what you've been up to so we can get to this gosh darn TV show. I just came back from a trip to Niagara Falls. I went with my beautiful, (laughs) lovely girlfriend, Darren, and we had a great time. It wasn't even for an anniversary or anything. That's coming up in a couple of weeks, but this is separate. And it was just a fun, nice trip that we decided to take. Marcus, for everybody, so you can prove that you've been there, please sing to everybody the Niagara Falls tourist song. Let's hear it. Niagara Niagara Falls, Falls, where the water falls from the sky. Niagara Falls, make sure you don't get water in your eye. Hey, Marcus. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh huh. Problem. Thank you so much because that is exactly how waterfalls work. They fall from this waterfall <laughs> sky. Where, Where is it coming from? Marcus, today's podcast episode is for a league of their own. Gosh, it is an American period sports comedy drama. That's too many. Listen, when you listen, this is a fucking IMDb's it's Wikipedia. Not how genres shit. work. You can't have six genres before your thing. American period sports. Comedy, drama, television series. That's I not think, how it works. I think with how much content there is out there, I think they're trying to get super niche with their keyboards. They're just <laughs> trying to get that SEO. Yeah. That's yeah, all they're yeah, doing. Yeah. They want the show to come up. The show was created by Will Graham and Abby Jacobson, who is also in it. And I'm reading right from the Wikipedia. It is an Perfect. adaptation of the 1992 film of the same name with new characters, new storylines about the formation of a World War II era women's professional baseball team. Starring the likes of Shantae Adams, Darcy Carden, Roberta Colindres, and more. A fictionalized story based in real-life events that happened. Yeah, I don't... um, I thought that... It took me like two episodes and then I had to Google it to be like, how much of this is fiction? You know what? (laughs) A lot of it. A lot of it is fiction, but the most of it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fiction, but the event is real. It's not even not even the events. It's just like the the, like the the conceit of that a women's baseball team existed. (laughs) <laughs> during league. world war ii not just a team a league existed during world war ii and that's like the extent i thought there'd be more yes yeah so the but his, then i watched the show and then I realized why real life history of it i don't know i just watched was watching drunk history and some random videos right before this to figure out uh, world war ii all the men were away and then this guy with the last name wrigley was like hey you know what would be a good idea what if we get the ladies on there to go and uh do the baseball thing honestly like it's really cool because all the men were gone (laughs) you know i mean it's 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 cool in theory it is it is cool 
but the way oh. it was executed was very poorly. Sure, I'm sure it was very exploitative and wrong. And the fact that when the men came back, they were like, "Bye bye," <laughs> was even it was even worse. Yeah. But yeah, the, I I like to think about it in the lens of like this is Rosie the Riveter time. This is women coming into their own. This is like, okay, you know what? We have been here. We're gonna be here. This is our chance. Was it facilitated by a man? Yes. Is that correct? No. But is it cool that women get to play baseball? Hell yeah. Was it still exploitive? Yes. Was it still capitalist <laughs> evils? Yes. Progress. Did they have to wear short skirts as they played baseball? Yes. Progress only yes. because it affected the bottom dollar. Like, that. that's it. Like, it sucks. Gosh. A lot of progress only happens because of that. A lot of progress only happens because they needed it to to happen. Yeah, Yeah. even the progress of having the show exists is because Amazon was like, money. (laughs) (laughs) Money, yes, please. I love it. But honestly, Bezos talks. I like I, I like that this show exists and I like that I was watching yeah. sort of interviews with the, some of the creators and they were talking about how they were fans of the original movie and they were watching it and are like, wow, there's a lot missing here. Like if you go into the history of it, they actually had one of the people that was actually on the peaches join the show as a consultant and to give some insight into the sort of like the history and the timing of the thing. And she would even say that like two thirds of the team was gay. And like, that's not shown in the original 1992 movie. And they have, even with the, the black woman, they're like, they have her come out in the movie and like, she just, a ball kind of goes out field and she just throws it in there. And they like, give her a look like, yeah, nice. But they don't say anything about it. They don't acknowledge like what black people were going through <laughs> during this time. It's just like a little wink and a nod. Like, yeah, you too, huh? I want to give more credence to the story you're telling, but I forget the, the person's name. But yeah, that woman that consulted, she was only hired for the baseball, for the historical mm-hmm. accuracies. And then Abby Jacobson and Will Graham took her out to dinner and let her know, hey, just so you know, this show's super gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she came out to them. Yeah. She, this 90-year-old woman had been in the closet her whole entire life. In that moment, came out to Abby and Will and confided in her and told her told them all these things, which is Maybelle Blair. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Darren. Maybelle Blair. And then, even cooler, when they premiered the show, Maybelle was there at the premiere. And on stage, she came out to the world. Yeah. Because of the show. And which that's is great. so it's very powerful bad. like i don't think we can rave we're not in a position where we're part of this marginalized group so i don't know how much you know there, there's there's not much i can speak on on a personal level but the fact that all these things are happening in the show is something that i feel like we're going to keep saying again and again and again during our review because i think it's just so cool yeah and good yeah and representation not, matters it doesn't matter yeah. like it takes you know any fucking idiot understands well not any idiot but even the dumbest people should get it through their skulls that representation matters so seeing a show that is so gay and sort of like realistic of the time and dealing with the fact that they had to hide it and all that stuff is really cool and on the other side on the racism too and on the fact that you know black women you know were the last to get all of it yeah they help civil rights movements they help uh suffrage 
suffrage. I was saying suffers <laughs> suffragettes in my in my head, and I was like, that's yeah, not yeah, right. Yeah, suffragettes, yeah, yeah. suffer, suffer, suffrage, suffer, <laughs> suffer, women's suffrage, and yet they were the last to benefit from both. Yeah, and yeah, so which, crucial to which the history. I was talking about earlier, where in the original movie there was like a little wink and a nod, but that was it. And so this this version of A League of Their Own really dives into that whole thing and really gives some uh, uh, shines a spotlight on the fact that there were black women that were in the black male leagues at the time. And and Penny Marshall is the director of the original one. Have you seen the original? Uh, When I was a kid, I saw it at some point. Mm, I saw it as a kid. And then I saw it over the pandemic again with T. I watched Mm. it recently, rather recently. It holds up. It's a really good film. Really? Penny Marshall has said in interviews, she would have liked to include that stuff, but she yeah. wasn't allowed. Of course. She wasn't of allowed. Of course she to. wasn't. It was 1992. Yeah. Like fun fun fact, do you know who uh anything else Penny Marshall has directed? A League of My Own, a spin-off movie where she starts a baseball league in modern times of not the 90s and sees how successful it would be. Well, the biggest thing she ever directed was Big with Tom Hanks. Oh, never pretty seen big, it. Pretty big movie. Pretty big movie though. And she directed a whole bunch of things. But do you know who her brother is? Who? Her brother, Penny Marshall's brother. Nope. Gary Marshall. Do you know what he's of? Uh, what he's nope. directed? Runway Bride, The Princess Diaries. Wow. Really? A whole bunch of really, fan favorites here. Really on the show. good way to overshadow this woman that created the thing that we're talking about. You know, with her own brother. That's really. Really I was just saying there was only one degree of separation between this movie and this show and this movie and all the things. We've and done some of your past. favorite things of all time. Yeah, that's a fair point to bring up. I get it. It's okay. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> my favorite, those are my favorite movies. In my world. I don't know what to say. I don't, I, don't know what to say. I don't need to offend myself. Listen, I love A League of Their Own. It's a great movie. Honestly, it's really fucking good. Madonna's in it. Gina Davis, Rosie mm-hmm. O'Donnell. Like it's a it's really good. Yeah. Like the the play in that movie, though is way more Gina Davis's character is like, oh man, I love baseball, but I have a husband. And then at the end of the movie, she chooses going back to her husband when he gets back from the war instead of Ooh. going to play baseball. Uh, but you know, like a in a in a empowering way. Like it wasn't, mm. I mean, the movie tried to frame it as best it could. It is a little whatever. Yeah. But she was she was like, no, I I, I love my husband and I want yeah. to start a family. It was very, very like second wave feminism. Sure. But there, know, there are like, also so many things that fall into play in movie making that I'm sure she like the creator had to have fit in that way. There's maybe. a there's a movie I saw on TikTok where that Nicolas Cage was in. I forgot what it was called, but he's like uncovering corruption. And the creator wanted. Did you see this TikTok too? The creator no. wanted the whole thing, the whole thing. There's a storm brewing. And then the creator at the end wanted a tidal wave to come and kill everybody. And that's how the movie ended. But like everyone, test audiences hated that ending so much, even though I think it's a cooler ending uh, that they kind of just made it. Oh, Nicolas Cage catches the bad guy in the days one. And that's it. I'm sure. Yeah. That happens all the time. Stuff like that. Didn't that just happen to Die Die Hard 3? Didn't they like change the ending of that? Probably. Like the criminals win in that one. Remember? Die Hard 3, the guy like oh, yeah. they go for this like one more scene. It happens yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It happens yeah. all the time, which is so stupid. Yeah. I, I feel like directors want to be more ambiguous and more like divisive. Yeah, more director's cuts. Let's yeah. bring more director's cuts. I why I, I don't I don't agree with that. I agree. I like it. Or at least director's I, commentary on everything. Like we got Doctor yeah. Strange director's commentary, and everyone's like, oh my god, we haven't had one of these in a minute. <laughs> like Yeah. 
It's yeah, I, cool. the only reason I don't, I think sometimes directors aren't as good as their edits. Mm. Sometimes directors need a good edit to like. Old man from in the chat just said Romeo and Juliet. What the Wait, fuck are you talking hold about? Hold on, finish what you were saying. They need an edit I don't to what? Oh my god! <laughs> Used to have an oh, alternate. Oh, happy a good editor. director, bad directors need a good editor to like make the story make sense. Like I've seen, like I feel like there's movies where it's like on that it's the same with like a book right yeah like you write a book and then it's the editor that like saves the book yeah. right uh romeo and Juliet used to have an alternate happy ending like in the, the original 14, shakespeare in the 1400s old man rum i haven't heard about this director's cut 1402 <laughs> version of romeo and release Juliet. the director's cut shakespeare <laughs> where is it you coward the willy cut the playwrights cut i mean they're in okay let's talk about this show i mean we kind of have been talking about the history of it but let's get into this specific version of the show are you a fan of abby jacobson she's a big part of of her as a human being yes does that mean you don't like broad city i have watched that's mostly what we're talking about (laughs) i've watched i like her like in interviews and stuff like that and as a creator but i don't Broad City, I liked the show, but it just seemed like a lot of work to kind of like catch up with it and add it to the things I was watching. I feel like it really, really needs to resonate with me for me to watch. I understand. It was a very specific show. It was like it was this like the sex and city of the millennials. Yeah. Like a hipster Brooklynite millennials like that, like the New York City. Like it was a very specific pastiche and like crowd and like, you know, and but very cool. They come from USB, UCB. They come from an improv and they and the Broad City started as a web series that they just made with their friends. Really low budget, six minute YouTube videos and it took off and yeah. amy poehler and a whole bunch of people were like holy shit these girls are funny give them a show and they are obviously now hugely successful yep. and making their own shit like they fucking leave their own i think it's so cool like i love i love the show i love their history but the fact that like we're seeing them become adults in yes. their artist artistry yeah, is yeah, like yeah. so cool because we've seen them come up mm-hmm. and i feel like broad city was the kind of show where it was really um it was really green. It was really raw. It was really new. It was really like their first baby. And it was it felt it felt sometimes not in a bad way, in a good way, that it was them trying to figure it out, right? Like yeah. their comedy, their own spin, what they wanted to say. And now that we're getting like they've done other stuff since then, but uh, in one of the interviews, she said she started working this right after Broadway City, Broad City. But now, if this show feels so much more refined and like yeah, it knows exactly sure. what it wants to say and what it's doing, yeah, and that's so different than Broad City. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like Broad City too was kind of like more of a raw personal thing, um, but this yeah. is like also I feel like you have to be careful. You have to do the research. You have you want to be inclusive. Sure. And if you feel like they carefully took the steps to do those things. Yeah. And but but it's it's just so cool because we got to see her grow her chops on her own thing. Yeah. We usually don't get to see that progress. Right. Like there's so many people that are amazing. Like, you know, there are amazing directors and writers and stuff like that. And they're just like good. But then we didn't get to see the like like Jordan Peele is another one. Right. Mm -hmm. Where we got to see him, his sketch on mad tv yeah and then key and peel and then him now is like an mm-hmm. adult artist yeah the, bo like burnham the top creators bo burnham is another mm-hmm. great exactly yeah he started on youtube right yep, same yep, example yep. 
Yeah. You know, and now he is on, in a league of it. They're all in a league of their own. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you just niced yourself. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yes. Chat, let us know if that was yeah. good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> did it. Nice. Nick, all right, backwards hat still cool. <laughs> is this this uh, is not a thing. No uh, one wears backwards hat. No, somehow you're less cooler than me, and I just niced myself. Is that a Bills hat? <laughs> it's a Bills hat. <laughs> Are you a football fan? I'm a Bills fan. And the Bills play <laughs> name football. One, name one uh player from the Bills ever. One player from the Bills ever? Bill. <laughs> Bill. Bill the Bill Bill. Bill. He's the most famous Bill, Bill plays player. Uh, football and uh he does it real good. No, I appreciate you putting on your sports paraphernalia mm-hmm. for our sports show. Mm-hmm. So let's just get right into the show. Uh what's uh let's what what's the show about? Where do we start? Where what's going on? What's happening? Are you, you did you not hear That's me? really Are bothering you? me. Oh, okay. You just, <laughs> okay. You paused uh, dramatically just to fix your hair. Very I was very dramatic. Thank you. I was in awe. Okay, so the show starts. I don't I can't go beat for beat because I don't remember. No, there's too, there's, there's too many things. And each episode's like an hour long, right? Or something. Broad strokes. Yeah, yeah broad, broad strokes. strokes. The show starts. You meet a few of the women and the and where they are in their lives. It starts off in a really interesting way. Abby is trying to what is her character's name? Carson Shaw. Carson, Carson Shaw. Shaw. Carson, Carson is running and trying to catch the train. She runs into family members. Her like bra is exposed and she catches the train last minute. And it's a very funny scene. And I think it's a great way to start the show and set up the tone of the show. Yeah. To let you know Agreed. that like, I feel like they could have easily started with like, this is where we were in America at the time. The war was raging overseas and women were oppressed. You know, like they could have easily started that way, but they just started yeah. start in a fun, light way and then kind of get to the heavy stuff later. Now, I think uh, I didn't think I would like Carson. When this show started, Carson is so reserved and questioning herself and what she says and what she does and like doesn't want to like exist in her own. and. The way Abby Jacobson plays it, it, it sounds like it's almost just described the, all, what most women go through every day. I, I did. <laughs> uh, I'm getting to the other side. Okay. Uh, and how Abby Jacobson plays it is like annoying. <laughs> She's annoying. <laughs> like I found Carson annoying at the beginning. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're so annoying. But then and, and I and I was so scared I would hate the show because of it. Uh-huh. But like the payoff Abby Jacobson brings the like humanity she brings to the character as she grows on this journey and there's a lot of growth it's not like from start to it's like from episode one to two she's like grown i figured it out she's barely got there like by the end of the eighth episode she still has room to grow it's a wild ride like the personal growth in this show is i think what made it like really special yeah no i i agree i think that she is i don't think i sort of had the same reaction to her at first first but God, I really if she didn't <laughs> grow then i would have probably been in that camp where i'm like okay yeah. she is very self-conscious and 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 needs to question herself at some point but it makes sense right like she is someone 100%. who doesn't have a lot of freedom in her area she's probably like the quirky weird girl you know like whatever she doesn't get to explore any of her own personal interests necessarily very like sheltered yeah 
life. And so this is her first, she's taking a big risk. She's taking a chance on herself finally. And it initiates the journey that she's going to take of self-discovery. Yeah, but you know what I mean? There's so many shows that have a character like this. They start and it's like, oh, man, I just don't know what to do. And they like don't make a decision. They never grow. They never like say more. And I was scared we were going to get that at the beginning because Abby Jacobson, I I think she did too good of a job. I was like, oh, man. You suck. <laughs> you suck. But, but I feel like also I like that she gave the character some sort of like place to start from and definitely room yeah. to grow. I feel like a lot yeah. of writers will make the character like this character that doesn't have flaws is perfect and is the reason that like I am curing sexism and racism all at the same time, you know, and it's like that's that's the other way they can go. And that's even worse. You're yeah, right. totally. yeah. And she did. She didn't do that. She's someone whose character has a lot to learn. Yeah. Something I really thought would also happen during the show. And it really didn't is I thought we w- I would have to, like, contend with the white savior thing because we have a lot of white, you know, main characters. And, yeah, you know, there's a there's a huge focus half the show really on uh, what's her name? Max Chapman. Her character, who she, you know, can't try out for the team and she wants to yeah. all she wants to do is play baseball and she's this great player, but no one will watch her play. I, I really, really thought it would do this thing where it'd be like, oh, OK, Abby Jacobson's going to like make her give it a shot. Yeah, like, that's right. what I thought. And too. I would and I would have dealt with it. I would have been like, fine, like these shows just do it all the time. But like it really didn't do that at no. all. I will say it's one of my criticisms of the show. And I, I don't know if Wait, it's a what's one of your criticisms of the show. What I'm about to say. OK. <laughs> is and 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 I don't I don't think it's fair because it's not how it happened in the real world, <laughs> but the show is that is doing that thing where it's making you anticipate Max getting her shot at like being on the peaches and she like well she gets they, a shot at the end of the episode at the end of the series on the peaches season. like like they they're telling these two parallel yeah. stories and as a viewer i am so instinctively anticipating yeah across a connection and they did they did like a skate by as her and abby or her and chat carson become friends yeah but like then she goes her own way which i ended up loving by the end mm-hmm. okay but that's on fair. episodes four or five you i was like, like what the fuck can she f- can- oh no wow a view we've never seen before from nick i was like can she just please get on the peaches already i want to see her in- I interact li- with i my had friends. a little bit of that i was like oh shit max is going to join the peaches which i feel like is the way they were writing it right she she wants to show up to yeah. trial you think that it's carson is going to be way. this sort of like white savior she's like oh yes i will change the rules for you and you can join that's crooked uh but it actually doesn't happen that way right like i i like the way they went more than if she had just joined the peaches because it's more realistic it's more true to life they are brushing past each other's their stories are interacting with one another but in that instead of joining the peaches she is gaining a friend in carson and a confidant yeah i love that and then uh, also her story is way more satisfying because she she does it her own way, which is yeah. super important to that character and to the story. Yeah. You know, about that they don't need the white people. Yeah. So it was really the payoff was good, but but you you but you know what I mean? Like that. I, I we're know just so taught yeah. for the anticipation. And like it's just you made me fall in love with all these peaches. 
Yeah. And you made me fall in love with Max and uh, her best friend, Clance. Yeah. And they never interact. And I was just like, oh, that's fair. Yeah. But I wanted them to like be friends. <laughs> Darren in the chat brings up a good point. Uh, Carson is a good example of white passivity in that era. Like she wasn't malicious towards Max, but they still pointed out she didn't do anything for her when she might have. Which, yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, even though she wasn't actively being racist, she was not really fighting for Max to to join the and team. Max calls anyway. her out. Yeah. Max is like, what Max did you does. do? Yeah. And she has to stay silent. Yeah. I will say it was super interesting. Let's let's uh, pivot over to Max because she's super interesting character because I like Max a lot. I, I loved a lot of her, but she does this thing. And again, it was this growth thing where at the beginning I hated it. And then by the end, I realized she grew so much f- yeah, because yeah, yeah. of it. Where And listen, it's not that she hasn't been dealt a bad hand. She has. She's mm-hmm. a black woman in the 40s. Not a lot of opportunities. Uh, Everything's no against her, right? No opportunities. <laughs> like, Jim Yeah, Crow, she makes every, like, every, every opportunity she has like, all that for shit. herself. It's bad. Well, she does have some. That's that's this is what the problem I had with her at the beginning. And but her growth from this again really paid off. And I wasn't anticipating it. I thought I was like, I'm gonna not like her. Is she is so what's I don't know the word. She's just so she turns her hand up ready to swat the world away in such a way that everyone was the enemy. And there are a lot of the enemy. But she, there are also moments where she makes her best friend the enemy, her mom the enemy, yeah. her dad the enemy. Where and, and I understand that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. When you've been othered your whole entire life, you're like, fine, I'm going to other everyone else and then fucking protect myself. Exactly. She's doing that thing, right? Yeah. It's But like the lesson she learns in the show is such a good one mm-hmm. where it's like, yes, be strong, make your own opportunities, stand up for yourself. But not everyone is your enemy. Yes. Yeah. Right. I agree. Not everyone is against you. I think the for max see that's what i say like when i say i like someone it's like the i like the journey that they're going through because i at the beginning too i agree she was someone who was standoffish she had a a chip on her shoulder all the time and i think that it was nice to see her grow through the story and towards the end be like okay you are figuring out what your chip is and you're figuring out how to deal with it and i i really like that arc too i like that she showed up and she couldn't necessarily perform immediately when she was all talk for a long time. She was talk, talk, talk. And you know, she could back it up, but she had, and she made her, anxiety. she made her chance. She made her chance. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to fucking make it happen. Yeah. And everyone had to shut up and listen. And she couldn't do she it. She choked. Yeah. Such a good character. Mm-hmm. Moment. Such it was a good great growth. moment. To have. Yeah. I feel yeah. like so many shows, I mean, not so many shows I've watched so many movies have some shows we've done on the podcast have this perfect person and i'm tired of seeing that especially like white male lead shows that are like series that are trying to be on for years and years and years kind of have like a problem where it's like sometimes the main character is perfect and doesn't have flaws and doesn't need to grow and that's boring as fuck to watch and I think that this show and the writers make their characters very vulnerable. And I think the actors really sell it. They sell how hard it is to be a person at the time. And during the interview, they made a great point. Movies uh, movies and media about minorities and disenfranchised groups of people, gay people, whatever. They have a habit of making 
the focus of the narrative on the pain, on the torture. It's torture porn for everything that they went through, trauma. You know, they really want to highlight all the trauma. And this show doesn't do that. I think it handles everything with care. And you can see the pain that people are going through, especially with like that one scene where she just wants to buy some crabs for a party. Like Such you can see that the, the sort of like trauma that is there, but it's not, but it's sort of like in the way that it is more realistically there that they have to deal with it every single day. And because they have to deal with it every single day, they have more thick skin because of it, but some moments still break through that thick skin. And I thought yeah. that was really well done. They're still all people with hopes and wants and insecurities and strengths and weaknesses. And, and I think that's, this show, I think that's its biggest strength. I would agree with what you're saying and mm -hmm. about what this interview said and your thoughts on it. I think the, the strongest part of the show, uh, when I texted you and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll finish the show, making sure that you did too. Yeah. Uh, and I called it very watchable. Mm -hmm. The show is so watchable. Like we can rave about the the acting and the big moments and those are all great and, and the and the sports and all this stuff it was it felt you know pressurized and high stakes but for me what i need from a show to like really just watch it and yeah. feel good about and not feel like i'm wasting my time sometimes is when all the characters and the people just feel lived in they feel yeah. real like there's moments like this where there's a half that episode is that stupid crap thing. And it's not mm -hmm. even our main character and it's not important to the peaches and it's not important to baseball. And it's not about any of the other things going on, but I was the almost the most riveted for that because it was <laughs> real. It was honest. Yeah. It was yeah. like what these people are really going through. And like you said, everything else, the trauma, the racism, the homophobia, everything in the show all influences all that stuff it's a part of it all but it's not about that yeah you know yeah. because these people are more than just who they are you know these parts of them they're full complete human beings yeah and this show really really does that well like uh, you know like uh greta uh the um, carson's girlfriend in the show you know she like I, I don't even have like a beat on her all the way yet and i like watched this whole show and it be it was so cool because she she was still mysterious and I but yeah. I loved watching it like I still don't yeah. know her like everything that made her tick and we got some of it right mm -hmm. like her ex girlfriend sure. and what happened about when she broke the rules and all that was in there but there was so much more yeah and it felt that way it didn't dumb me down and like no. have a big info dump of all that stuff it was so cool it was great in the way that I feel like a lot of shows forget a lot of shows I think have their characters existing based on like a one-line description of the character and this feels like they played D, D with these characters they are fully fleshed out lived in they have a backstory a mile long they really really they do yeah they really do and it's like wow you forget how hard that is to pull off in a show yeah and when you yeah. see it it's impressive it's not a perfect show though because i will say one thing Sure. I know maybe six people on this team uh -huh. pretty well. 
I uh, don't have any fucking idea who the other 10 people on the team are. And I think that's a little bit of a problem because even on the final episode, when all the girls are there, like we finally did our last game. And I'm like, who are you? I've never seen you before. <laughs> and it is an that's hour fine. long show. Look, man, we did have a, it's you could not have had Naruto. a little more. It's not my hero academia. Where they but give, it should be. But it, sh- it, but it could be. Those are why we love those shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a whole fucking arc with Rock Lee, and then he was never important again. Like, <laughs> and he's people's favorite person. That's the that's yeah. the that's the point. That's the that's the one thing that I criticize the show for, and it's a big problem with American cinema, uh, TV, and cinema, mm-hmm. where they just don't think people care or have the patience, or they don't care or have the, the time. Patience. I don't know. They might not have the time to do it. They make more episodes. It's fucking Amazon. <laughs> that's not they how just it gave. Works. Like, they just gave like fifty million, five hundred million dollars to make a Lord of the Rings show that everyone's lukewarm on. Like they could have made, they could have made three more episodes. <laughs> yeah, give one of those millions of dollars to this show and let them make one. That's all you need. Uh, oh, Darren, the actress who played Jess literally wrote her own like fifty-five character biography. Really, fifty-five page character bible. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. I oh my god, Je- that was such a good see. But like Jess, right? That's yeah. a great example. Jess was the girl who refused. She wore pants all the time. It loved her character. She was Canadian, right? Yes. Yeah. She was Canadian. Loved her character. She didn't have a lot of screen time. She didn't like have a lot of moments that were completely her own. We didn't follow her backstory. We didn't follow big actions with her, but she still felt lived in and mm-hmm. real yeah. and honest. And she was a big part of the show, even though I don't really know that much about her. Yeah. Like that is good writing. That is good acting. That, That's I think true. that these actors are fucking good. I, I, we could have had that with all these characters, but all I know about that one girl is a, she kept asking Abby Jacobson if she could be starter catcher. And Abby Jacobson kept saying, oh, I don't know. No. And that's all I know about her. <laughs> That's all I know about it. I don't know her name. Yeah. I don't know where she's there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you know what? I will. I don't necessarily think I agree with that because I think that I don't think all shows kind of need that. But when it does happen, like I fucking love Shikamaru and Naruto. I love when they get those random characters having those big moments. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that in the show too. Marcus, when it's called a league of their own, I want to know about the league. <laughs> Show me the league. Don't fucking have a fucking picture with all these people lined up on your poster when I don't know any of their goddamn names because you didn't give them any story. That's I'm fair. off my high horse. I'm you know what? That's a season two thing. Let season two of the show come and then maybe we'll get the backstory for uh, Anna. I'm just no. saying DeLuca. D- 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 Luca, Greta's best friend. Uh-huh. She feels like she should be a huge part of the show. She's got this arm that when she gets traded away to the other team, it was like it w- was crippling for their playoff win. Marcus, tell me one goddamn thing about Joe DeLuca. Joe DeLuca? Wasn't she DeLuca. the one that used to date the main character? Uh, not Jesus Christ. No, she's, she's Greta Greta's Gil? best friend. She's your best friend. Uh, Yeah, that's what I know about her. Yeah, I, I said that telling you about her. Tell me well, that's one what I'm saying. other that was thing the main about thing. it. I feel like they were close. They used to have some kind of history. It might come What's up. What's that history? They were going to run away together, maybe. They used Why? to date. Because they love each they, other. I don't, think they, I don't think they used to date. Really? Yeah, I think they're just best friends, dude. I don't know. I feel like anyway, I got I date vibes. Because they were like, let's run away together. Childhood best no, friends. No, they best friends. Very good. Yeah, they were like Laverne and Shirley. They were like, whatever. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, they had they had my, a history, okay? And I guess you're right. Maybe they could have delved more into it. 
the girl that looks like Madonna. She felt like she was a character that we finally, in the last episode, find out she's a mom. That could have been really interesting, the whole fucking show. I think that, I think about all the things that happened in this show, and I would have liked more episodes to really dive in more to these characters, but also... I'm happy. We, I'm happy we with the amount need, I was shown. I don't think we, we need, didn't need a, a whole side plot with every single character in do. this show. I don't we think don't so. Maybe. Because we did. We don't need a 10 minute montage of Greta and Abby Jacobson making okay, out. Fine. We, that could have been two minutes. You know what, Nick? A that. League of Their Own Cinematic Universe. I'd be more <laughs> than happy to watch that. Everyone gets a fucking spinoff movie. Ooh, okay. Each, each of the teams. That'd be so cool. That'd be super. No, super just cool. this one team. Every person on the team gets their own movie. That's what I want to see. You know what? We're joking a little bit, but that is something that I feel like streaming services just don't capitalize on. Like Disney's starting to do it. Yeah. Like the fact that we get 10 minute, 15 minute Groot little mini movies. Yeah, exactly. That's true. There's no reason we can't have a 20 minute episode little thing that that's just on there that just follows one of these main characters people would watch it i feel like it would be great it would fill out the story not take away from your main story like it's like a comic book thing right i agree you can have spinoffs yeah make a 20 minute short little thing my some of my favorite star wars content is all the extra shit that they have it's not really the main star wars movies it's like the book that they wrote on this one character or like whatever that's my favorite (laughs) shit i love it i would love to see that of more content imagine having a 30 minute little mini episode where the girl that uh speaks spanish esti who uh who's from cuba mm-hmm. and she we go back to cuba on the off season and she's like talking her family who like doesn't believe she's a baseball player or she's like deals with some stuff that and then she comes back for the new season yeah just like like that would be so cool what do you watch the shit I, out of I, that i do think that i'm gonna sort of give the show a break Did you a whistle? Bit. what was that were you I whistling? Didn't whistle or anything? I heard a whistle. The my headphones just sorry go bust in your ear. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna give the show a, a break because I feel like there's more seasons to come. There's room to do all of this. I could see the show having an episode entirely in Spanish, just about this character going back home, talking to her family, whatever. Like it's not, you know, it is plausible for this show to do, which is good. Which is a good You're super start. right. That's a great point. You fucking win the argument. That's that's 100%. There is more time. I will say there's not that much time because the, <laughs> the, the, pe- the peaches only existed for four seasons or something. And then all the men came back. That is four years. Nick, come on. Have you watched TV before? This show this show was a whole season, a whole year. Nick, have you watched TV before? How yes. many fucking how many minutes was the Frieza fight in Dragon Ball Z? That was a whole season. That was like eight minutes of time. That's fair. That last season of How I Met Your Mother, the whole last season was just Barney and Robin's wedding. (laughs) (laughs) The whole season. If they want to have a whole season that is one day long, they could fucking do that. That would be so cool. (laughs) There it says God. All All leading up. Oh my god. Oh, that's um Haikyuu does that in the third season of Haikyuu. Uh-huh. You know how they're leading up to that big match, the world, the Japanese like yeah. national championship? The whole last the third season is just the one game. Really? And it's fucking phenomenal. I'm just oh. saying you could stretch shit okay, out. You want you stretch it out. Hell you yeah. Want. Hell yeah. Uh, it was Hell still yeah. good despite the ending, but I hated the ending. The mother was amazing and the episode focusing on her was great. I'm sorry, old man, what was what did you hate about the ending? 
I uh, I like the ending. I of like How I Met Your Mother. Oh, you're talking about How I Met Your Mother. Yes. yes sorry, yes, sorry, yes, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes. Mother, I agree with everything you said, Old Man Rob. <laughs> mother was amazing. The season was great. They the, should remake the that show. Was bad. They should remake they, that they show. They do. They do. It's called How I Met Your Father, starring Hillary Duff. Wow. And Nick, you know what's time for? It's time to talk about other remakes in our game today. Ah, uh, roll the clip. <laughs> now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia this. And we're back. Nick, you're blurry again. I guess it's when we come in it's something out. about your, yeah, it's about your thing reconnecting or something. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. Weird. Okay. Okay. Nick, I'm going to play this game with you because I did not it's see it. It's slowly getting make more it. focused. Why? That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. That's super weird. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Now try we this. Did. Oh, playing it together? Yeah, we're playing it together. You ready? I love that. Now yes. try this. Last, a second last time, time. I fucking lost. Now try this. You lost, you lost hard. That was embarrassing for I, you. Guys, watch me fucking royally <laughs> fail in RR. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Game is called Now Try This a second time in a different way with a fresh new cast. Wow. Darren really tried harder after I ragged on her about her, the title of her game he last did. time. And that, Darren, that was a good title. Marcus, can it's you say it again? Title. I loved it so much. I want to hear it again. Now try this a second time in a different way with a fresh new cast. That's love it. Good. I love yeah. it. Okay. Producer of the year. The game is this. Which version of the same movie is rated higher on Rotten Tomatoes? Ooh. Right? Okay. Good game. Yes. I didn't Good even know game. what the game was. She hid it from me. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus points if you guess the difference between the two ratings. We got, I don't, we got to do math. You can do math. I can do math. You can do math. Okay. Little Women 1994 and Little Women 2019. Renona Ryder versus Saoirse Ronan. Hersha. Sir Ronan. Hersha. Sir Ronan. I'm in a. Does Darren know that Little Women is my favorite book and that I love these movies? Mm. She just happened to put this one on there. Have you read the sequel, good, Big Women? Actually, the sequel to Little Women is Little Men. And it's about Joe uh, having running uh, an orphanage. You know what's fucked up about that? What? Should have been called Big Women. Would have watched, watched <laughs> that one. Would have watched that book. Anyway, I love Little Women. I love that. Oh, the new one is 100% rated more. That new one was directed by Greta Gertwig. And it was like praise. And Emma Watson was in it. So Sharona Florence Pugh. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet. There was a hype was train hot. around it. I feel like when there's it, a it hype train, people just mass review things positively yeah and i think the renona writer while good and like it's just one of those movies where it's like it was older so it like wasn't perfect like people love it but like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it was yeah. on the time a little i, I feel like what okay so let's go little women is the one that's more and then what's the percentage difference i want to say like li- 12 between 12 and I 20 think, i think you're totally right i think little women now i would guess is 96 percent, and then the old one i would guess would be 84 so 12. I would also 12. Yeah. Didn't the last uh, on RRR, I feel like the new little women, the new the little women's 96. There you go. And yeah. go ahead. I feel like on the what last episode of RRR at the end, didn't we do a whole Halloween thing where I was just <laughs> yeah. rating Rotten Tomatoes to six? It's good. Yeah. We're There's good at four this. horror movies. We'll see. Uh, now for non horror movies, I can't do it. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, wow. 2019. We were right by 2%. Oh, whoa. So. It's one uh, Little Women. The original has ninety three percent. 
Little Women, the new one, has 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. I said 96. You were close. close. You are close. I was pretty close. We thought it was way bigger. Wow, that's a... Maybe that movie's better than I remember. It was just... I saw it so long ago. Yeah. And I really love Saoirse Ronan, Timothy Chalamet, Florence Pugh. Nick, like, Those are is... like... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. This is, uh, I guess, a quiz directed to, at you because the first one was Little Women. The second one's Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Darren doesn't trust uh, me in my Rotten Tomato skills. Where are the horror movies, well, Darren? Well, technically, okay, Ocean's for me Eight too. isn't a remake or a reboot because no. Sandra Bullock's character Nick, is you a did cousin. this to me last time also, where you preempted me for something that I wasn't even going to say. This is the Rat Pack. Ocean's Eleven, the 1960 version, or Ocean's Eleven, the 2001 version. Which one's Frank Uh, Sinatra versus George Clooney? That's pretty good. I feel like, oh gosh, it's so hard to not put my modern gaze on it because I'm always like, obviously the new one. Yeah, (laughs) because I like that movie so much. You you said modern gaze, and I was like, who are you calling in? What like person are you phoning a friend? modern gaze yeah it was like oh i have to get my modern gaze on it they'll know the answer <laughs> i call it up modern gaze <laughs> okay okay i was I like know, what do you think you can't refer to our friends like that <laughs> okay i would say oceans 11 is more highly rated marcus they're both called oceans 11 <laughs> oceans 11 is more highly rated <laughs> Nick, that's correct is oceans 11 the first one in the thing I don't remember yeah. all of them. I thought it was 11. Is it 11, 12, 13, 14, 15? How many of them are there? 11, 12, 13, 8. Okay. So Ocean's 11. It's the one you saw. The, on the 2001 podcast. version, I think, is highly rated. I think people love that movie. And I think it's like a cult classic. The like original, I feel like, the original, I feel like, is 60% or 70% for nostalgia. And the new one, I think, is like high 80s. I would guess mid 70s for the old one, high 80s for the new one. I agree with you. So the difference would be like 15. Okay. So new one fit the 15% difference. That's our guess. Okay. It's the new one. We're right. But by 36%. The original has 40% and the new one has 84%. We're close with it. Close. Yeah. Not bad. We got so far. You kind of like that movie, right? You thought it was fun, right? Yeah. 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 It was fun. Yeah. We did it on the show. All right. Okay. Oh, this one's for me. They are rebooting that again with Margot Robbie. Yes. Sorry. The next one. Is Dune, Dune 1984 oh. and Dune 2021. Now, the new Dune got a lot of hype and people liked it, but I feel like people had problems with it too. Audience but score. The original Dune, everyone fucking hated, openly <laughs> yeah. hated. I yeah, loved yeah. it. <laughs> I thought it was great, but they openly hated it and I get it. I think the, the, it's remember, Rotten Tomatoes is, the critics yeah, critics yeah, yeah. i think love the new Dune. one i think i yeah. bet the audience score has like a 20 point difference probably massive but a 20 point i think it's gonna be like a 50 point difference uh, 50 is a lot 50 is a i think it's lot. 50 i think it's at least 50 point difference i think you're right i think somewhere in the 90s and somewhere in the 50s 40s yeah yes, that, that sounds right. right yep 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 that sounds right okay okay, okay. 50 point Dune, difference. new one, and 50 point difference. Wow, very close. Dune, the new one, you're right, by 41%. Ooh. So 9% difference. One? The new one has 83% around tomatoes, and the old one has 42%. Marcus, can I just get on my high horse really quick again? Mm-hmm. I took, I saw Dune and X with Lexi, and both on her, I agree that that was a perfect movie. We fucking I remember. loved that we did movie. did it on the podcast. I thought... 
you had more problems than I did. 100% I had more problems than you did. <laughs> I thought it was a perfect goddamn movie. Like, I think so fondly on that movie. Like, I almost don't want to watch You're it again. You're lighting up right now talking about it. Uh, it was so good. Uh, it was per- Oscar Isaac, Timothy. Sh- oh, my God. Maybe I like Timothy Chalamet too much. Maybe. To be fair, Call Me By Your Name, I think, is a piece of trash and, like, okay. problematic. Well, that's different than not liking Timothy Chalamet. He didn't make the movie. But that's too low of a score. Dune deserves better score. Yeah, I agree with that. Justice for Denise Villeneuve. Yeah. Okay, next one. West Side Story, the original, and West Side Story, the new one. Once again, Darren, a movie that I love. One of the first musicals I've seen, and the first musical where I saw people like me and thought, maybe I can do this. So, pretty good. Started your life of struggle as as an actor. Rita Moreno was the first uh, Puerto Rican Oscar winner. I mean, very important. Mm. It's very important. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Adrienne DeBose won. Oh, God. They both won Oscars for Best Supporting Actress. I think the new one had a lot of hype. I I think the old one had desire. You think it's higher hype? It's a a fucking classic. Yeah, it's true. It's like one of those movies. Like, I think... I think the Ansel Egloffs of it all, like, made this one. Maybe I feel like it's close. The other ones in the nineties. I do too. I think it's close. I would I be willing to give it the to the old ones. I th- I, that's what's where my gut goes. Okay. but if you let's if, do it. Let's do old ones. Let's do like five points. Five percent. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Wow. The old one, we were right, but by one percent. Yep. Whoa. What's the scores? Ninety-two and ninety-one. Have you seen the new one? I have. Did we do it for the podcast? Maybe no, not. No, I didn't have a I chance to I give it to you because we had too many things. Yeah. Maybe, I might have watched it thinking you were going to give it to me and then you didn't. <laughs> it was too many things that month. It was yeah, like yeah. December and there was like too much going on. Yeah. Officer Krupke, you're really upset. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. The one where it rained at the end. I don't remember it raining at the end of the original Dune movie, unless that's in reference to something else. I do not know. Sorry, old man, hey. Rom. Let us know. Okay, next one. It. 1990 and it 2017 how fucking dare you add this part to the game i don't give a shit you can answer it i don't want (laughs) to we did have a conversation in joseph's house about how you were scared of clouds protest protest (laughs) you're protesting this protest okay protest i don't give a shit they're both zero zero was technically a television like mini series and the television movie it was two movies television mini series is what it's listed as and the new oh. one is... You have two movies. It's not a miniseries. I'm even more mad at this. <laughs> <laughs> but it was edited together and pitched and sold as a movie in the sort of like post-marketing field. Uh, I would say the It 2017. I like that one. I thought it was pretty good. Only the first movie score. Okay. I would say the... It's the new one has a higher score and it's I would say it's like 83 percent. And the old one is probably like 65. It was like a long movie. So I feel like maybe it didn't get a lot of love. And I feel like maybe later it kind of became a cult classic. A lot of older horror movies were hated and then became popular later. I'm trying to like uh, fucking disassociate with my body to not be. (laughs) Okay, we'll move on. I'm so uncomfortable. (laughs) 83% and 86%. I literally said 83%. Whoa. It was a new one by 3%. I said the new one, but I did not say 3%. That was a bigger difference. So we get a point. point. Nice. point. (laughs) Next one. We got every single one of these right. Uh, Yeah, we have. Okay. Bonus round, Gaga versus Streisand versus Garland versus Gaynor rank oh, the me. following four separately made Hollywood productions by rating. 
A Star is Born 2018, A Star is Born 1978, A Star is Born 1954, and A Star is Born 1937. These movies are loved. These movies are loved. The new one, everyone loved. I didn't. Fair. I thought it was good. I thought thought half the movie was good. Half the movie was good. Mm. The second half didn't know what it was doing. It fell Mm. apart at the end. I really liked it, but I didn't like it as much as everybody else did, is where I'm at. Sure. I thought the first half of the movie was glorious. It was great. Them getting together and finally doing it. And then Lady Gaga sang a song about jeans and was like fucking a little brat in a bath thing. And then her husband killed herself. And I'm like, what is this? I don't remember the movie well enough to comment on any of this, but I'm going to say. Oh, I can. That I liked it, but less than everybody else. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Rate it. I mean. Rate it, bitch. Right now. I would would say Streisand, Gaga, Garland, and then the one I don't know. Streisand, Gaga, Garland, Gaynor. Yeah. Okay. That's what, I don't know. Okay. I, think. I can explain my thought. Pretty much in the long. same order, but we're switching Gaga and Streisand. Let's see. Yeah. No, they are. <laughs> they're oh. mostly very highly rated. The 1937 one has a perfect score of 100%. Holy shit. But only has 23 reviews. The 1954 one has 98%. 45 Holy reviews. Shit. The 2018 one has 90%. 500 views and the 1974 one has 35% and it says 35% yes and it says and I haven't seen it but like justice for Barbara (laughs) I I put her number one I just figured Barbara Streisand yeah wow wow that one we fucked up but that was bonus and so we got a perfect score in my brain how about your brain perfect score my brain we no we got like a 172 wow hell yeah especially with how close we were on some of the presents I count it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we're supposed to get wow, one game. number out of a hundred. That was tough. It's too hard. We got we got close enough. <laughs> too hard. Yeah, too hard. Justice for Dune and Motorcycle. Actually, Darren, tell us how many points we got, including the bonuses. <laughs> which we which we got? No, well, we, we got playing. one. We got everyone main one right. All the questions right. We missed the last bonus. Okay, well, you could be more generous with some of the percents. Okay, okay we, we Darren? did not get. We got, we got not more get, than five points. We definitely got more than five points. Yeah, I mean, come, come on, on now. Come Jeez. on now. How Jesus. dare you? I'm taking God. away all of Darren's loyalty points in the Streamlabs thing right now. I just want her to know that. Goodbye. A uh, great thing to do on a <laughs> woman empowerment episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. I'll give everyone points, actually. Hold on. Give me a second. Nick, get back, get us back into talking about that episode while I give everyone points in so, the chat. I think uh I want to there's too much to talk about in the show, to be completely honest. I mean, we could we could have done this episode by episode and done a full podcast episode of Beach Eat episode. So it, we can't talk about everything, but what's one thing that I would just really want to talk about, I think, is my favorite character in the show. And it surprised me because I love Abby Jacobson. I thought Darcy as Greta was great. I thought Max Chapman was fucking phenomenal. And I thought her best friend was one of the best people on the show. Clarence Clarence. Mm-hmm. She was one of the best people on the show. But my favorite was actually um, Lupe, the pitcher. I loved that character played by Roberta Calindres. I thought she was just so like good at doing exactly like I thought she just embodied that character so well. And I just believed everything. Like when she was yeah. being a rat about not pitching, I bought it. When she was like at odds about coaching, I bought it. Mm-hmm. And then when they finally came to turns and got to the same side, I bought it so much. Heard Kevin to take care of Esty, I bought it. And then all illuminating into like when Abby Jacobson's character found her at the bar to when she told Esty about 
her kid that she had to give away to like like her whole trajectory to the show was she was playing second fiddle to some of the main characters right she didn't have quite as much screen time yeah but but every time we went there i just bought it so much and i just wanted to give her a shout out because i just loved her i loved Loved her her so much i i absolutely loved her i want to see her in more stuff too like she was absolutely incredible as a character she sold the heart behind it she sold the strength behind it and the the like uh sort of like connection and charisma she had with max too was like beautiful loved it all wait with max wait which character are you talking about? The Mexican? Oh, character? no, I'm talking about the wrong one. I thought you were talking about someone else. I missed it. What are you talking about? I was talking about, uh, <laughs> God damn it. The best friend? It. The best the friend. The best friend? Clarence? Best, Max's best friend. That's why She thought. was Lexi's favorite. She also, she's also. I saw Clarence totally in the talk. chat, and that's why I thought you were talking about, because I missed the name. But you totally talk about it after, but I'm talking about the picture. I'm talking about the picture. Uh, Clance. Person. Clance. I loved Clance. That's who I'm no, talking Clance about. No, Clance is the best friend. Clance, Clance is the best friend. Yeah, Lupe. The picture is Clarence. Lu- no, the picture is Lupe. Who's, who are you talking about right now, Nick? The picture, I Lupe. try to give points to the chat for five seconds, and I miss everything. <laughs> Why didn't you write Clarence, Lexi? Who's Clarence? <laughs> you confused me about everything. Derailing Clarence the whole podcast. Favorite. This is my favorite person on the show. No, Lupe, the pitcher. She was my favorite. Thank and you. I was Googling her right beforehand. She was in the original Broadway cast of Fun Home, which I did. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, she's so good. I think um, for me, I think some so we've talked about it before, but one of the reasons why I love sports dramas, mm-hmm. you know, and at the end of the day, this is a sports drama. They're sure. a sports team. Yeah. Uh, Lupe's character just embodied what I think it felt like for these women to be some of these women to be on this team so much because her character was like this is my only shot yeah this is all i have and while abby jacobs's character uh shaw was like i love her character and i love her story and her growth at the end of the day she could go back to her husband she could keep playing ball she like had options it felt like you know like greta sure yes she but she maybe she'd go to california she'd be fine she went here lupe's character felt like this was it yeah like the stakes were there for me with her yeah you know and when she like pitched her arm out i felt so bad and when she was upset about it i was so like there for it yeah loved it and the point that the fact that she was like a point of like sort of like resistance for carson too which was really good i like it really worked Mm -hmm. and i like how dedicated she was to the team but also sort of like how she like you said it was her only shot at the whole thing yeah she was a great character also yeah i mean it was fucked up they went to practice without her that was fucked it was up fucked up i would have been pissed too it was fucked, fucked up. up that was that was really fucked up let's have yeah. night practice the special night practice without her without her yeah i feel like i am glad nick offerman left the show speaking of sort of like the reason that they started having night yeah. practices without her nick offerman yeah. was on the show he was sort of like i am the coach i'm gonna he was the tom hanks character yeah but then he left and I he like was very that a lot. different than the Tom Hanks character. Yeah. In the movie, Tom Hanks has a big role to play and he's kind of saving the day a little bit here and there. Of course. But he's also an alcoholic and has like his own whole story. When, sure. when Nick Offerman came, I told Lexi, I was like, oh, he's an alcoholic. And then he wasn't. And I was like, oh, wait, I have no idea what's happening. This is yeah. totally different than what I thought it was. Yeah. And it like it felt really real. Yeah. Like he was like, yeah, here. And then behind the closed doors, he's like, this fucking doesn't matter. These fucking women exactly. can't play baseball. It yeah. Suck. It was so honest to what men mm-hmm. do. Yeah. And like the good ones. Oh, they're fucking still dicks. Yeah. No good men. I agree. Yeah. 
including us. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. We think the fucked up shit. We think of fucked up shit all the goddamn time. Uh, okay. So I'm glad he left and made room. I think that was a really smart choice to really let the women shine on the show and kind yep. of sort of see them have to struggle in taking on a leadership role in this new world, especially with the fact that like most women definitely at the time weren't in positions of leadership as well. And so yep. watching Carson have to take on the position of coach, even though she was very capable, um, was it was good was good to watch yeah and lupe as the foil really worked especially because yeah. when they came together it was so it was so satisfying yeah it felt so like a team when the, they finally agreed they were there together and i was like yeah. yes and like when like lupe calls her up and she's like nah i got this i'm just look at these fuckers we got yeah. this it felt like such camaraderie it was so mm -hmm. nice you know yeah i think i think something that this, this show really got right is when you're in uh, a marginalized group or you're a minority like you know, turning to those people around you is so community is so yes. important. Yes. And they, they nailed that in terms of the gayness of it all, in mm -hmm. terms of the blackness of it all, in terms of the playing, being women playing sports of it all, yeah. like all these like communities, you felt that so hard in the show. Yeah. I loved it. I agree. I also want to talk about the character that I thought I was talking about. Clance. Clance. I She's absolutely loved Clance. I thought Clance was fucking flawless and great and amazing. Stole the show. Every Stole time. the show. She was lovable. She was a perfect counterpart for Max's character, especially yeah. in the parts where you were like, Max, come on. You know, I think the fact that Clance was someone who was lovable, had a big heart, but also was sort of like going through it at the time. Really? Yes really was wasn't great. it heartbreaking wasn't it fucking heartbreaking when max messed up her shot she went to clance and she was like you don't even remember what today is yeah and when it was her husband was getting shipped off yeah i was like fuck max you suck yeah 100 percent. but then also yeah. they they really did a great job with the writing because they also kind of flipped that a little bit on its head because max has a moment where she's like wanting acceptance and she brings in her uncle who comes in and he shows up and she you know says, Clance is like oh good thing that like well, I forgot what she says but like good thing that freak is out of there something like that yeah or alluding she called, to she that. called him a freak yeah she called him a freak and it you saw Max just break you know Oof. because all you want is your friends to see you you know for people to see you and in that moment she wasn't seen and. It was heartbreaking, especially since Clance really is such a good person. I know. And she could totally be there if you talk to her, I think, and like let her know what's going on. But like, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, even good people sometimes are fucking wrong. Yeah. They're just fucking wrong. Yeah. You know, and you don't even know what to say about it. I love that character. I think you're so mm -hmm. right. Yeah. You know, and I thought I would be annoyed about her and her like boo thing, but it was such a good little side story about. Oh, yeah. War and yeah. 100%. And it like, so it's good. it's so real. I feel like including little touches like that really fill out the world yeah. in a way that is really good and feels real. And it's like a real thing that people can relate to. It's focused. I think like a lot of these shows, like I said earlier, tend to focus on the trauma of being in a marginalized group and. I feel like by doing it this way, you also kind of make it more relatable to more people watching 
which I feel like is better. Maybe, Maybe. No, I don't know. There's arguments for both sides, but it is nice to see something people can relate this and then maybe they can at least see them 100%. as humans going through a, a human experience. Yeah, I, th- I think it's important to have 12 years of slave and, you know, movies like that. It's super important. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, sometimes it, it turns into like trauma porn. You know, yeah, like yeah. I um I think T explains it well because like T will watch stuff like that. He was like, I don't need to see it. I live it. Mm-hmm. I don't need to watch that kind of stuff. That's true. But yeah, but I'm sure he would love the show because it's real about being human. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I think that's what this movie's nailing. Alexi says in the chat, every time the phone rang or someone knocked the door, she thought Clarence's uh Clarence's husband was dead. She did. She would pop up every time and said, Oh no, every time someone knocked <laughs> the door. Oh Me no, too. Like three times. Me too. Yeah. I feel like during the whole show, I was like, Oh no, he's dead now oh shit he's yeah, dead uh, uh we don't have too much time to talk about too many things but i do like uh get your ear about how did you feel when um shaw followed lupe to the bar and we saw that whole moment that whole part of that community and that world all opening up yes it I was almost like definitely talk about that. world like opening up in yeah. that moment. like yeah so throughout the show we watched carson's uh relationship with darcy greta greta kind of like blossom a little bit greta has this sort of like you know shame i guess also a little bit of shame and like i mean knowing that she needs to hide being gay but they're sort of like have a romance that is blossoming uh throughout the entire show and they finally get to go to a gay bar or i guess greta doesn't go to the gay bar immediately at first but carson gets to go to a gay bar at first and it's like this secret thing. They do the Friends of Dorothy kind of thing. It's just like, um, I forgot what the entrance was, but it was a business or something like that. And then they went through a secret door and then went to the bar. And I thought that whole scene was like really cool because I think that anyone from a marginalized society or group can tell you the importance of that like first moment where you find community, where you find people who accept you. And it can be really hard for people who never find that to exist as that person in a marginalized group. And it was really cool to see that moment of like, wow, there are people out here like me living and and surviving, which is really, really important too, because I think throughout the whole series, she's like, I, she's a conversation with Max. She's like, I wish there was a word for people like us, you know? And she's still trying to discover what's going on, her feelings and everything like that, but doesn't have the space to do that. And the gay bar provided that for one episode yeah because then in the next episode everything yeah. goes to shit but i i also loved it for the same reason i loved that kelly and lupe were there and they finally like connected in that way and you know it was it's almost like uh i feel like i've seen it before where when you're gay and you've been closeted or you know whatever you haven't been exposed and then somebody opens the door to the big community mm-hmm. it almost like she was like learning how would it be gay right mm-hmm. culturally yeah, 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 yeah. Like in the community yeah. and it was just so like it was so nice it was just felt so good to be like yes yes yeah. figure it out yes have it yes yeah. good job yes it was so yeah. nice and then we saw rosie o'donnell which was great it because was great. she is from the, yeah she's from the original movie I love and that. she runs the bar and you know she's even said it's funny because a league of their own the original movie has become like um a gay movie a gay cultural icon mm. that whole movie 
uh, in the community mm-hmm. when, because there's like hints at it, like yeah, subtext. Yeah. And like even Rosie O'Donnell, she's, she says like, my character was gay, even though the director <laughs> kind of dis- disagrees. Yeah, yeah. But Rosie, by being Rosie, being in that movie and, you know, how progressive at the time the movie was and, you know, how women's sent- focused it was, yeah. you know bringing her back and having her open up the club was like was a really nice callback it's it a felt, really nice it felt touch like generations shaking hands in a way you know mm, that's a good way of putting it in a nice yeah. way but then uh she finally talks greta into letting her guard down and she brings joe to the bar and they're all there and you know there's yeah. a parallel story happening with max discovering uh her queerness which is great all as well but yeah at the, at the bar yeah the cops come and it's it's devastating. Yeah, that's true. It was a hard scene to watch. I think it was a little bit of that trauma stuff, but I think you need it also. As I know we said like it shouldn't be the focus, but I think that like at some point in whatever series you're working on about a marginalized group, you do have to confront it at some point. You can't have because the show was doing win after win after win after yeah, win for yeah. them as marginalized groups, you know, like Max got the job at the factory that she mm-hmm. got to try out. You know, Shaw was ha- starting a relationship with Greta yeah. and then it was blossoming to be more like it, you can't. That's not how it really was. It was really, actually really tough. And yeah. this reminded us about the world we live in and how awful it can be sometimes. Yeah. But it's important for their character growth. Right. Because I think I really I thought after that, Shaw's character was so interesting because mm-hmm. it was so she was ready. She was ready to leave Charlie. She yeah. was ready to go with Greta. She's ready to live this new life. And then that happened and everything. And then she just, it felt like she didn't know what to do. And it felt so honest and real where it's like, do I deny who I am? Am I even this person? Yeah. What about Charlie? What about, but is this how I also want to live my life like this? And it was yeah. such a hard question. And the same thing was, it was happening with Max where, you know, she was being influenced somewhat by her uncle and she had to realize that she could open the door to her uncle in that world, but she also could be herself. Yeah. Like it was such a great statement when her uncle gave her the suit to wear and she kind of adapted it and made it her own. And she was like, I'm not you, but I'm also not my mom. This is yeah, me. And I'm like, that's yeah. so cool that you need to like put into focus that, you know, moments of self discovery really for sure are like huge and important. And I feel like, too, when you go and put yourself out there, right, a moment like that, a traumatizing moment where you see your friends like taken away, like Joe comes back and was like beat up and hurt, has to leave the team. Moments like that can easily make you decide. I need to go back and hide in my shell. I need to go yeah. back and stop trying to live this life and be my true self because it's being shunned by society. And I think that in the end, she does, right? She's like, well, she kind of like, I don't know, it's up in the air, but she definitely well, I wanted to talk to you about the end. Yeah. Kisses the, uh, Greta and is like, Greta, I, I like you. And like, I don't know what's going to happen, but like, we'll see. And then her husband sees her. And we're going to have to confront it in the next season. I do really hate that they ended on that button. It was a little, it was, it was a little like, uh, it felt a little cheap to like mm. on that one moment. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if they're getting a second season, it doesn't matter. We're going to see more of it. I, what true. you just said also made me realize something, though. I'm a little wrong. Shaw doesn't make that discovery on her own that she might not want this. She's still all about it after that. It's yeah, Greta's. Yeah. It's Greta's. It's it's Greta's withdrawal that makes her do that. Go mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. It's Greta. 
because yeah. oh man she's really in love because after that happened she wasn't traumatized and didn't want to be gay anymore and is going to go back to her husband and like hide herself she was still about greta she was accompanying yeah. greta telling her it's okay telling her it's fine and trying to work out what they were going to do next and greta was like you idiot there is no next yeah i'm leaving yeah greta decided that she was going to kind of like go back into her shell yeah. and hide a little bit which is interesting i think i think it was nice to see both sides of the spectrum it was real it was super real yeah. and then as you're saying for the ending shaw seems like she's grown a lot and it sounds like she's not gonna go with greta but she is also not gonna go home yeah it sounds like she knows she has some work left to do to yeah. figure out who she is and it's such a great moment and then you get this cheesy moment with charlie coming up and going <laughs> it did feel like a cw show or like a a little, a little bit a, uh, yeah. heaven or some shit yeah but i didn't mind it too much because they, no. they did set up a lot for charlie and her being best friends and being this yeah. moment uh, what do you what do you think of the ending with um with Charlie? What do you think is gonna I happen? I think it, the cliffhangerness of it is kind of like, well, I didn't need that part. Sure, but other than that, I do like it. I do like that we know immediately at the start of next season we're gonna address it. She's gonna have to confront him. It's not something we're gonna be waiting like three episodes into season two for this conversation to actually happen because I want season two well, to be more about her journey. Well, you're. <sighs> You might. I hope you're right. I hope but so. If you're right. Decades of watching TV has indicated <laughs> what will probably happen is the new season is going to start with her leaving her home with Charlie to go back to the new season, of the peaches. And we don't see all that and see it come out later. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, that's usually how shows mm -hmm. will do that shit. Yeah. Uh, but maybe this will literally pick up right where it left off. And that yeah. would be fucking fantastic. We can follow you. Like you said, we have all the time in the world. If we didn't even go to the new season and we just followed them for a couple of episodes sure. in their summer off. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, we could do that, too. It could be a summer season. Yeah. Watching Greta go to New York, watching. That's SD immediately go back to how Cuba, you extend it. Watch. Yeah. On season, off season seasons. There you go. You just doubled the whole uh, show. Yeah, and you can even make them shorter because there's not as much like little like it's like season 1.5, right? Yeah, 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 have yeah. Episodes off season. And then you have the big episode, big Hell season. Yeah. And we're back to we and know how to milk. We everything, need to get a guys. We need come to get on, it. Give us a job. Us. Streaming services. Come on. Yeah, do come that. On. And then I, I would be remiss if we didn't just quickly talk about it at least because Max's storyline culminates in a really great way. Where mm -hmm. She meets this woman at her Uncle Birdie's party. Come to find out she's a picture in the Negro League. Uh, even though she's a woman, they let her on because she's great. And she gives Max a chance to show us what she's got. And the leader of the team says, I'm going to sell both of you as a doubleheader. You want to come play baseball? And she can finally leave and go play baseball. Yeah. Uh, how'd you feel about all that ending? I loved it. I out? thought it was great. Yeah. I thought because at that point, she was like really coming into her own. And I think she kind of got over the chip on her shoulder a little bit and she had a chance to prove herself she grew as a character and she earned the thing that she was aiming for and I, i'm happy with it and i'm excited to see her plot line next season as well because honestly i think i liked her storyline the most of the show it felt the most real and honest and yeah fleshed out and yeah good and earned i mean all yeah. the other girls just got on the team we didn't see them play ever so. <laughs> <laughs> max we saw our fucking working for yeah, it you know? yeah 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 uh, uh i agree i i loved all of it i um i, I just quick shout out to her mom though like all the scenes with her mom and yeah. the way it all culminated at the end that last discussion and oh my god the last conversation sd no not sd sorry birdie had 
with the mom. Mm-hmm. How satisfying was that? Yeah. Where 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 Birdie called the mom out and said, "You never accepted me." And the mom was like, "It was never about that. Mm-hmm. It's because you left me alone." Yeah. And then I was like, and then for a second I was on her side, and I was like, "Oh shit, fucking Birdie, you suck." And then Birdie was like, "Because I could feel like you wanted me to." kill pieces of myself to stay mm. and i was like wow this got really real no yeah. he's right this is real fucking life that's real fucking life right yeah it, because she was doing it with because then you saw she did it with her daughter right yeah but she's like i have always known what you are but i want you to and she was doing that thing that you do where you like you subtly try to manipulate the person she didn't realize she was doing it she didn't go out saying i want to change my daughter i want to mm. make her not the way she is but it's a manipulation. It's emotional blackmail to say, look at your ancestors. Look at what they went yeah, through. I don't yeah, want that yeah. from you. So buck her down and hide some of yourself to do this, to do. She was doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was only until Birdie called her out that she realized it was happening. And that all that and the culmination of Max's storyline with her side characters and to finally yeah. get on a team. Wow. It was great. So good. It was great. Except. Uh-oh. It was really well handled. No, no accepts. It's perfect. There is an accept. Except, Marcus, you don't fucking date your roommates. What the fuck, Max? You idiot. You're going to go on the road with this girl you just oh, met. That's going to all... fuck up. Yeah. No, oh, that's my gonna God. Suck. That's going to blow up yeah. so much. You but never it's date fun. your roommates. It's what kind fun. of They're idiot? Gonna... What kind of idiot, Marcus, ever would date their roommate? Only like a chump. Only like a fucking idiot would ever wow. do that shit. You're really going hard on this one point. Interesting. I did it. I, it was me. I did, it. I did it. My roommate. I did it. My roommate. It was all. It, it turned out real bad. <laughs> hey, it either works out and you get married, or it, you you know it explodes. And that's what I said to myself, and I was like, I'm cool both ways. <laughs> Coming out of pandemic, I'm cool with an explosion. Yeah, especially during the pandemic. Pandemic. Come on. Yeah. 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 Anyway. But they're gonna they're gonna do a lot of fucking on the road and it's gonna be really interesting to see. Bro, they got fuck hard. Yeah. Oh my god. There's and there's so many little things we didn't even have the time to talk about. The fact that like Max was being the pastor's wife and like you know, Greta was like too much for them and she had to like tone it down and like what that meant for her as a person there's so many little caveats all these characters that are so good so rich and honestly if we had all the time in the world we would have done eight episodes for you guys and talked about all every single one yeah there's there's a lot to talk about so much yeah which is great i mean like each episode's an hour and i've watched shows that were just as long with like half as much to talk about half as much going on so yeah they, i really felt like care i got my money's worth of story content per minute <laughs> in the show yeah agreed marcus is there anything else major or big you want to talk about before we get out here no i think we're good okay sorry well, if we missed anything guys we tried i, f- I forgot to tell you oh <laughs> oh hold on an <laughs> really update from old man rom on romeo and He's... juliet he says, I'm sorry about the Romeo and Juliet claim. I think I accidentally spread fake news. I swear I remember reading about an alternative happy ending every few days, but I can't Google it now. So it must have been false rumor like Shakespeare is not Shakespeare rumor. Old Man Rom, get out of here with your fake old news. Man Call Rom, you out. I love That's Old Man funny. Rom. You're a great man. And I love every time you join the chat and are so informative. 
<laughs> but then he, then he also said, this is why you got to come to the chat, guys. Uh, someone else did write a happy King Lear that was more popular for 150 years. Wow. How do you make King Lear? Have you read or seen King Lear? I've seen King Lear. I saw the one with Ian McKellen. It's fucking great. But that's a sad fucking show. The whole mm -hmm. show is basically about, the whole play is basically about dementia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fucking sad. I saw King. How Lear do you make that happy with the butler guy from Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Oh, that man can fucking act. Really? He's so great. good. He's oh, is there a thing good. where he like someone called him out because this is like a real fucking actor and why'd he do that show? And he was like, I got fucking paid. Yeah, dude. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like you're like a Shakespearean trained actor. He's like. Yeah, Why are you going to go be like an, an Uncle Tom and be like their servant money. and all this shit? And he's like, I got fucking paid. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. God, I love that. He was great. He's great. I love him. Okay. Okay. So, There's a Shakespearean guys, discussion happening in the chat, so come join it. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we're not going to read it. So, uh, Marcus, next week, I forgot to tell you at the beginning, but next week is my challenge, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you gave me RRR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my challenge. Yeah, yeah. That's my challenge. Okay. I really, I'm bummed. Because I want to talk to you about Sandman, uh -huh. but I don't love it as much as everyone else. Wow. So, so I'm not going to give it to you. Interesting. Guys, if you want to hear, Marcus, you can give it to me. No. I'd love to talk about it. I'm not going to give that shit to you. <laughs> In the last guys, episode, you we hear... just watched Sandman's like, hope. Mike Marcus. drops during our fucking poetry battle that they were having. And I was like, this sucks. Do you remember that moment from the yeah, comics? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was my favorite moment of comics <laughs> ever. Anyway, guys, if you want to hear our Sandman discussion, uh, pay us extra money. Patreon.com slash now try this cast so we can afford to record an extra episode. Now try this hated edition. Honestly, we would love to do that. Mm. But the premise of the show means we can't. Yeah, that's or fair. you give it to us on Patreon.com slash now try Now hate but this. Honestly, the spinoff writes itself. But guys, <laughs> I also really wanted to give you Be a Puppy Cat, but I haven't had the chance to watch it yet because oh, I've okay. been so busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something else that Lexi and I have been very passionate about these last two months for her summer vacation has been to watch Game of Thrones. I have just rewatched all eight seasons of Game of Thrones, so they are fresh and freshy, fresh in my mind. So I'm not going to make you rewatch it because we watch a lot Thank of it together. God. <laughs> but I am going to make you watch and us talk about the new show, House of the Dragon, from HBO Max. And we're going to watch that and talk about that next episode. Yay. Have you already watched it? I am so excited. Okay. Great. I watched the first episode. <laughs> That's all I watched. Oh, cool. We're going to watch. I'll talk to you off pod about what we're going to watch. Probably three, but the fourth will come out by the time by this weekend so mm -hmm. we can do that if you want cool. we'll talk about that sounds later. good but at least three house of the Dra is a house of dragon or house of the dragon i feel like everyone says house of dragon but it's house Hot, of the dragon, baby right? house of the dragon house of the dragon house of the dragon next week guys i usually tell you to do a whole bunch of stuff but i know that we're supposed to only give you one call of action so i'm going to try that this time oh wow guys, okay I'm not tell you to, i'm not gonna we didn't try to do anything else Changing we didn't up. try to do anything else yep so, guys, we the only thing we've talked about you guys needing to do is join the Patreon. So that's the only thing I'm going to double down wow. on now. Joining the Patreon literally is the only reason we're able to do this show this time around. Last time, we literally couldn't afford to give the time. That's but true. But now, because you guys are helping defer the cost of this podcast, 
we are able to do it. But we want to do more for you. We want to do a no, now mm-hmm. hate this. We want to give you more streams. We want to give you body content. We want to be able to give more on socials for you guys. But the only way that can happen is if our community gets bigger. And the only way that happens is at patreon.com slash now try this cast. $5 and $1 tiers. Join what you can. Give us what you can. And even if you can't, just follow us. Join the conversation. Let us know what's going on. But patreon.com. Thank you so much. Wow, that was well put. It helps us out a lot. We're able to get new equipment, upgrade things, or honestly, it mainly just allows us to pay the hosting fees for shit. <laughs> Where right now is what it's doing. It's true. So, but it has helped us. Like, it's why we're able to do Pokemon mm-hmm. Arceus. Yeah, it's why exactly, we're able to yeah. do that challenge, you know, and we have more stuff planned for the future. So please, yep, patreon.com slash now try this cast one word. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We didn't do the would you recommend it, all that stuff. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Marcus, did you like the show? I did like the show. Did you like the show? I loved it. I thought mm-hmm. it was really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really great. Really cool. fun watch. So I'm so glad I watched it. I'm so excited Hell to see the yeah. second season. Yeah. I think it's one of those shows where I'm actually going to watch the second season because there's shows like wow. you, right? You is a great example where we liked it. You gave it we to enjoyed me, right? it. It was a fun ride. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we never watched the second no. season or the third. Nope. It's just uh, who's got time. Yeah. I'm actually going to watch the second season, I think. I'm sorry. I ruined the later question. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I liked it. Next question. <laughs> would you watch more? Yes, I would watch more. Nice. Would you? Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch more. I'm excited. Nice. Would you recommend it to people? I, okay. I know this is offensive to say, but Ooh. I was thinking Already about, is, yes. I was thinking about, <laughs> who i would recommend it to and then i was like oh i recommend it to my mom but then i was like why am i recommending it to my mom is it because she's gay and then i was like ah oh, man i'd had a microaggression against my mom <laughs> i had a whole but moment. also at the same time but at the same time Maybe how do you share it with her because she'd love it i don't you know it's, it's so hard it's so hard uh, you figure it out and let us know how I'll it goes figure, i'll go through that sort of like growth journey and figure out how that goes but yes i would recommend it i think everyone should watch it including my mom not because she's gay how about you nick i would recommend to everyone including your mom because she's gay <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, guys thank you so much join our patreon Guys, remember to go out there and try things. No, no more calls to action. It's just the Patreon. <laughs> they have to try things. It's part of life. Get it's out a of here. philosophy. Bye. Get together so they can try things. You're invited to this podcast so you can try things. We'll stop singing so that we can all now try this. Okay, going live in five, four, three, two, one.